0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of fandom access. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, really short show tonight because we only have two shows right now. We have the Book of Boba Fett and the Expanse, and that is it. However, the Expanse might take us two hours to talk about. Anyway, you know. Hard to believe, actually, that we used to do an entire show, our show, dedicated just to one TV show, The Great Lost. So, as soon as Karen gets here, we will get started. We used to do an hour show for uh, Fringe, too. We used to do On the Fringe. And there's Karen Yay.
1: Hello, H.A. Good hi. evening. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. Happy Tuesday. You know, I just, yes, happy Tuesday. I was just playing a bit of nostalgia with the audience because I was like, you know, we have a short show tonight because we only have the book of Boba Fett and The Expanse. I was like, it's hard to imagine yeah. that once upon a time we did an entire hour dedicated to Lost. One show. <laughs> we
1: did. Yeah. Of course, Lost had a lot of characters and a lot of subtext and a lot of, you know, yep. um, references and stuff that we'd like to get into. Yep. Um,
0: you know what, though? We did, you know, a, we did an hour it, show for Fringe, too.
1: We did, because Fringe also was uh, yep. was very, you know, it wasn't like a thing like now we're talking about, like, four, not tonight, but four thousand four hundred five five minutes, whatever, you know, move on. Oh, there's a lot of uh, deep cuts yeah. there to get into, like there uh, are and even, there's not even a just lot start- of incredible
0: Yeah, even Discovery, a show that we like, doesn't always have a lot of deep cuts either. However, one of our shows tonight has, oh, so many
1: cuts. (sighs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, in fact, the deep cut show, the deeper show, I mean, in terms of deep cuts, like digging all the way back to Boba Fett, it will be the shorter show tonight. Yes. Um, So, speaking of
0: Boba Fett...
1: Yes. Before we jump into Boba Fett, can I um, oh, ask ahead. you? Did, oh, did you watch um, on Disney? They have a little, a little like documentary, like thirty minutes or whatever. I don't know how long the show was, but it's about the origins of Boba Fett. Have you seen it?
0: I, I have mean, not.
1: I mean, being a child of the '70s or whenever you know you were born, maybe in the I don't know in the '70s. I was born in the '60s, but the late '60s. Being people who were around when Star Wars came out and when Boba Fett, you know, first was floating. It was interesting to watch this, and it's a little Disney show that talks about how Boba Fett started out as a guy who had four lines in Empire, and they talk about how he was introduced even before. Like, George Lucas came up with him as they were thinking about Empire and how to make it, and they talk about how Boba Fett was introduced. You've heard these legends, right? Boba Fett was introduced before... Empire Strikes Back. He he was
0: there, is there a, was a Star yeah, Wars special a and
1: a Star Wars cartoon. There,
0: there is actually there's a blue scene from A New Hope with uh, with Boba
1: Fett. There is there is also um yep. there is also a cartoon that came out uh, somewhere before yep. Empire Strikes Back uh, that they talk about. And there also was apparently a so they they talk about how they invented the costume and who designed it, who stood in the costume. And they talk about how um, that year there was a Christmas parade in George Lucas's hometown and they were like, we got somebody from Star Wars. And he was like, hell yeah, let's send out uh, Darth Vader and Boba Fett. And the actual actors in the actual set used costumes went out there. So they talk a cool. lot about in this little bit, if you want to watch it, I mean, you, you're familiar with a lot of it, but they talk a lot about how Boba Fett became Boba Fett even before he was in the movie um, and how, you know, where all that, the origins of Boba Fett. It was kind of interesting. I watched it after I watched it episode That's two cool. because you know how you know how like the streamer will serve up to you the next thing that yeah. you should watch. So check it out. It's short and it's interesting. Uh, some of it's even in black and white. Like so, Star Wars came out in color, of course, right? But the TV yeah. news and I guess things they were shooting on. Like if you're shooting like little costume things on set, don't you like color film was so much more expensive back then, right? right? So there are some clips that are shot in black and white because I guess they're using black and white film on, on set because why, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It's cool. Check it out on Disney if you if you have time.
0: Yeah, it definitely will.
1: Yeah. All right. And with that, then we can talk about the show, I guess, right? Sorry I derailed us for a minute there, yes. but
0: That's okay. That's kind of cool. That's quite all right.
1: Okay. So, so episode, episode two of
0: Boba Fett, how did you like it?
1: Um, I liked it, but it felt a lot slower than the first episode to me. I mean, this was mostly a flashback episode, right? Um, yeah. And it was. Um, it, I thought of you while I watched it because I thought of last week when you talked about the Tuscan Raiders, and you thought you talked about how you thought the Tuscan Raiders had not been really kind of portrayed as as who they really are. Like they seemed a little kind of like primitive and inept (laughs) kind of last week and different, right? Um, And this week gave us like a lot more about them and and how they – I don't know. So I'm not entirely down with the idea of – the white man coming and leading the natives in a train robbery, right? Like I, I don't know about, but it's very Star Wars-y, and it was a it was a kind of a fun ride. But this is very much the white man like showing the natives how to like use a modern machine, right?
0: Basically, um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned what I said about Tuscan Raiders last week because I actually felt better about the, the, the Tusken the Tuscan Raiders after watching this episode you know and it's i guess it's kind of my own fault but it's also been the only thing i've ever seen every time we've ever seen the sand people they've been depicted as all the same like you know we see them uh when they attack attack luke in a new mm-hmm. hope and we see you know when they kidnap shmi skywalker uh and you yep. know and we see you know We see more of them when Anakin goes in and slaughters them all, you know. So it's the only time we've been seen. But in this episode, they actually, you know, one of the raiders actually says to Boba, you know, we're just one of many. Like, there's a lot of Tusken raiders, but there's different tribes, and we all don't follow the same path. So then it made me kind of Mm -hmm. feel a little better because, like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. Not every you know tribe is a hardcore warrior like we've seen in the past. This this tribe is a little you know they're warriors, but they're a little more laid back. You know they're they're more yeah. uh, you know they kind of they, you know they they I, I liked seeing more in depth. You know they kind of reminded me of you know what we see of the old westerns with with Native Americans pretty much. You know. It felt yeah. much more like a big family, you know, and they're just doing what they've got to do to survive. You know, they don't go out of their way to attack people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: Until Bravo comes I, along so they can take the train.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, you know, it's interesting. So we haven't seen the Tuscans really become people yet, right? They still all are masked, which maybe is fine. The leader, you know, last week I thought the leader of the Tuskins was maybe going to become more of a personality in the way that that leader seemed to be more welcoming of, of Boba and understanding Boba, right? We, I mean, we, we see Boba really, I mean, he's so much the outsider and they understand him and they, I don't know, I, I guess I kind of wish I had a little more of a, of a Tuscan personality to kind of it's still not clear why they kidnapped him, why they took him into their camp, why they right. kept him alive, why they, they beat the shit out of him until they stopped doing that, why they like, and and why Boba has come around to want to help them. I mean, I guess partly because when you're captive, you you need to you know these survival stories where you sort of bond with your captor so you can later escape. But Boba in this episode goes through this sort of rite of passage ritual, right? I guess a rite and a ritual are the same thing, but he goes through this this ceremony and he basically has become a an honorary Tuscan Raider, I guess, right? By the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um and and I I do feel like the Tuskens are without any sort of I don't know, personality or or like yeah. like it appears like they didn't do that just because he helped them defeat the train. Like they've had him in their camp for a long time. They're keeping their ways. They're, you know, I mean, I I, I do really like the part where he goes through that whole rate of passage, and it you know it leads into and I think we see maybe the clip from when he first appears in the Mandalorian. That's how he looks, right? When he appears in the yeah. Mandalorian, he's like, I want my I want my armor. Um, I like it. I I just feel like. I know this is not the story of of the Tuscan Raiders, it's the story of Boba Fett, but they're a little, I don't know, like you said, it's definitely like cowboys and Native Americans, and the the Native Americans were always left without any sort of explanation or personality or motivation. It was always, yeah, they're a little lacking.
0: Yeah, Um, and I think part of that is it is the story of Boba, not the story of the Tuscan Raiders.
1: It is, but wouldn't fleshing them out maybe make the story of Boba a little more, well, yeah. give more depth to Boba's story also, right? Yeah. Um, Because he's totally like, their motivation might explain his motivation a little where he's like, you know, so the train was a little, you know, the train comes through the sand and they're shooting at the Tuscans for almost no reason. Like, to me, that scene looked like the train was like, to me, the Tuscan Raiders weren't, weren't, attacking the train, the train was just like, boom, 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 let's shoot people as we go by, right. right? Um, they were firing without reason. And Boba's sort of plan, like, I can help you defeat the train, at first I felt, at first I definitely felt like, oh, this is how Boba's going to get away. Like, Boba's going to save them and trade this for his freedom, seemed to me. But that's not where it goes. Like, was not trading his skills for his freedom. He's no longer a captive there.
0: Right. Yeah, because he's already come back to them previously.
1: Yeah. So, how'd you like the train scene?
0: It was fun. Like I said, it felt like, uh, I felt like I was watching an old western in in this episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. There's definitely a lot of fun stuff in this episode. Lots of Easter eggs in this episode some of which I had yeah. to Google because I had no frigging clue what was going on with some of the stuff, um, like the, the Wookiee, um, Black Cranston. Apparently, he's from the comics. Oh, who's that crazy I white to, and
1: black Wookiee? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, that's Black Cranston. And uh, apparently, him and him and Boba have a, a history um, as well as uh, Black Cranston has fought Darth Vader. Oh, really? In the comics. So even before yeah. this?
1: Or is this their yeah. first meeting? Like even before this, they had a history.
0: No, Interesting. Was, yeah, both. Yeah. Um, see, and, and I had a Google Excel, I was like, wait, who is this Wookiee? You know, so I had a Google because I used to, um, prior to Disney buying Lucasfilm, um, I was huge. In, I, I've read a lot of the expanded universe. Um, oh, yeah. Of, you know, Star Wars Expanding Universe. I've read a lot of it. And then Disney came along, and they said, okay, anything prior to 2014 doesn't count anymore. It's not canon. It's legend. Yeah. And only from 2014 well, on is canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the comic that Black Cranston's in with Darth Vader is canon because it happened after 2014. So, um, that, that's the story with him. Um, mm-hmm. Things I did recognize right right off the bat, I don't know if you've watched the Clone Wars or anything, uh-huh. you know, the animated shows or anything, but the Pike Syndicate, they're from the Clone Wars. And the Order of the Nightwind, the guys that attacked FOBA, they're from the Clone Wars. So, yeah, yeah. they're bringing in lots of things that have happened before. But the really fun thing um, is the, uh, the the couple in the bar when Boba comes in yes. you know comes in to test, test his skills or whatever, those two are friends of Luke's because um, they're actually from a deleted scene from not not oh, people yeah. they recast them obviously for this, but there's a deleted scene from a new hope. Um, Remember when Luke says you know, he's, he's whining to un, Uncle Owen? He's like, "Oh, but I was going to go to Tachi, Tachi Station to uh, for power converters." He was. Oh
1: right, yeah. That was
0: just his. That was his excuse to go to Tachi Station to hang out with his friends at the bar.
1: hmm
0: And that, oh, that's. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember him
1: wanting wants to do that. So they're the friends he's going to see. And yeah. And that's. Yeah, so that was just a
0: fun little. This. Yeah. That yeah, was that just seems a fun little. I did. mean Boba
1: turned up there. That was a little unclear I think if you weren't paying close attention that Boba turns up there. He goes there specifically to steal the speed to I mean he he busts in there and like beats those guys up or whatever and steals their speeders, right? But couldn't yeah. he have just steal the speeders without going in? Like that seemed confused me a little bit.
0: Well, he it was kind of him going in to test his new skills, you know, with his staff and everything. That's mm-hmm. how I kind of took it. it. It it wasn't clearly defined, but that that's how I took it. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, why is he there?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, so, I mean, that was, you know, all in sort of this past thing where he's, you know, he's trained, getting in with the Tuscan Raiders and all that. I mean, it was, you know, it, it ends up with, like, having this thing where they do this funny kind of dance around the fire, right? Yeah. Um, Which really, um, I mean, it's an interesting part of Boba's evolution because he was this, I mean, we know he's a clone and he was a bounty hunter or whatever. And he's a very like sort of um, straight character. Uh, I, I did like the, 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 the flash forward, the, the, the contemporary whatever timeline we're looking in now, and I'm not sure right off about about where we are. Right? I mean, I know that the I know that the past time Boba came out of the Sarlacc pit, like after Return of the Jedi, and I think that right. the Mandalorian takes place five years after that. I think about, right?
0: Yeah, about five years. Yeah, about five years. So
1: we've got about a five year time jump in between, right? Um, yeah. And so the modern, the modern, the five years in the future kind of thing is still Boba trying to like we'll assert current. his power, right? The current, the current time, like, he's still trying to like right. consolidate his power as de- Daimyo. Yeah. Um, and so that was sort of interesting to me there because he goes to this, like, I, I kind of felt like that mayor and his emissary were up to more than they were. Like in the end the mayor seems to not be he's just like, Oh guess what? Guess who guess who really sent the assassins? Like it's not really the mayor and the mayor's emissaries seem to to me to have more cooked up than actually played out in this episode. They very um, well still I could,
0: mean, but they weren't they weren't guilty of that moment.
1: Yeah. I mean it was still good. I really like I you know, I really like Boba and Fennec together and I like the way they I like McMillan. Yeah. I like the way they play it either. I like the way she's always trying to be a little more vicious. She always wants to kill everybody, right? And and I love when they put that guy down in the down in the pit and to try to like get him. It's well, yeah, and it's hilarious because like we know the monster. We saw Luke kill that monster in Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Uh, not Return of the Jedi in The Empire Strikes Back. He kills that. Monster? No, it was Return.
0: It was return, No, it was, re, it was Return of the Jedi. It was return of the Jedi, Jedi. Return of the
1: Jedi. L- Luke kills that monster. Um, which is called the – got to look it up. I do what it's called.
0: Rancor. The Rancor.
1: She's like, the Rancor is down there. Um, and it's kind of funny how that guy, the a hardcore assassin, um, and it's funny because earlier in the episode, um, Fennec is like, yeah, whatever, they're not really the best. That's that. She makes a joke about them not being like, they're just guys wearing a mask or whatever, she's, right? She's
0: like, they're not um, good. She's like, they're not that good. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he squeals like a baby as soon as he thinks there's like a monster coming. Yeah. Which is not true at all, um, and then they go to the. Um, I mean, it's so I see Jennifer Beals again, right? Like Jennifer Beals, they go back to the bar where Jennifer Beals is the manager or whatever that is, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and so all of that is interesting, but I felt like it was kind of really slow, like all that. Although then the huts show up. What do you think of the huts? Are the, Hutts real I think the Huts really do you are, know those characters from Star Wars or are they new?
0: I don't know those two. Um but there's a lot of huts. I mean there's, you know, an entire pl- you know, a couple of planets that the Huts live on, like their main home world, so um
1: And so let me, let me they said they're, ask you what you know about the Huts. They, they,
0: because they, they, referred to them as, they referred to them as the twins and their Boba's cousin, or Boba uh, uh, Java's cousins. So
1: Right. And they wanna take over the territory because they feel like they must have inherited it or something, right? Um, yeah. So I have a question about that because there's a part where Fennec says to Boba, she says they're huts. If you want to kill them, you'll need permission. And I I don't know enough about the huts to understand why you can't just kill two people who are threatening you or whatever. Like are the huts
0: kind of like? Well, no, they're mafia. I mean, the Huts Uh, are an entire race of, they're they're an entire race of mafioso, you know, it'd be like, you know, that'd be like, uh, you know, to put it in perspective, um, you know, killing, you know, a head of a family, you know, you don't just kill the head of the family.
1: Oh, so like, if I want to kill somebody, I need the godfather's permission to kill somebody who's in the family kind of thing.
0: Basically, basically.
1: I need to go to Tony Soprano before I can kill like, this There you go. Or whatever.
0: <laughs> there there okay. you go. Exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe go see Michael Corleone.
1: Okay, I get it. I get it. All right. Um I mean, I thought it was I, I thought it was good, but I definitely did you feel like I did like it was definitely slower this week? Or was that just me?
0: It it, it it could have just—it could have been you. I didn't really feel like it was slow. Um, I okay. felt like it was pretty evenly paced, but I could see why you'd feel that way because there weren't, you know, there were spots where it definitely slowed down a little bit.
1: I mean, I you know, guess compared I felt to like the, train the flashback. Scene. Yeah, back was taking up a lot of time, and the train scene was exciting. And you're right, it definitely felt like an old-timey western, like you know, train robbery, but. I guess I felt maybe like it didn't reveal a lot about Boba's character to me or what, what drove Boba to who he becomes in five years or to even become the Daimyo. Like, I felt like, wow, we're spending a lot of time with these with these people um, who he, you know, I know by the end of it, he's like almost part of Like, by the end of it, he speaks on their behalf. By the end of it, he says, oh, you guys are having spice in your train and whatever, like, you guys got to get out of here. Yeah. No longer free. He speaks... You're no longer free to come through the sand. You now are at the mercy of the Tuscans. And they're like, oh, we'll be killed. He's like, no, you won't. The Tuscans won't kill you. And I'm like, oh, now you speak on their behalf? Like last week they were kicking the shit out of you. Um, there's a little bit yeah. of a <laughs> jump there in his in his welcoming into the tribe that to me was a little bit not there. But it's okay. I mean, that's not really probably this is not what his story is, right? Like, Maybe by yeah, next I episode or something, we'll have to start seeing him leave the Tuscan camp. I right.
0: Think. I think it's it's probably it's probably set up for where we're going. You know. Yeah. Like we'll see something yeah. in, the, in the we'll see something in the present time that will be like, oh, that you know that's because of this you know that type of thing where they, they kind of everything connects back to each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to see um, a little more also about him and Fennec becoming a team. Fennec right now is not having a lot of um, personality in the scenes she's in, right? Like no. she she definitely she's a person this balls. She a couple things, but she's not like I, I felt like in the Mandalorian, she's much more of a personality and 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 much more of a person with her own goals and ideas and motivations right and and she's a little stiff in these two episodes granted it's not her show of course men wasn't her show either but i I, i'm looking forward to seeing how those two hook up together that should be a fun episode if they do it right maybe not everybody's looking forward to that as much as i am but i am (laughs) so anyway anything else about this episode
0: no, I think we wrapped it up pretty good.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we're all getting ready for it. We're, we, we really want to talk about the next thing, right?
0: We do. We really do. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wow. wow. Um, okay,
1: let's talk about So the next I. Camp.
0: So. Yeah. So I watched this on Friday, and I got done right. with the episode, and I immediately texted Karen oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, might be the best episode ever.
1: <laughs> it might be. I just,
0: I absolutely loved this episode. Like, I I can't think of one negative thing about the episode. I, I, except for the pet cemetery moment. Well,
1: yeah.
0: But it's going to, some, I You know, I actually have a theory about that. Because of the way the, they left the episode, I feel like it's possible that, like, the fir- and I'm, I'm actually, part of me, I don't know, but part of me is kind of hoping that it's going to be a longer episode. Like, it's not going to be an hour. Like, I'm kind of hoping for, like, an hour and 15, hour and a half, maybe, if we're lucky. Because um, I just feel like the first quarter, or first three quarters of the episode is going to wrap up the Marco storyline. And then I feel like the, the last quarter of the episode is going to focus on what the whole point of, of the planet with the protomolecule and the strange dogs. I just, I don't, yeah. otherwise I don't see how they're going to come together. I mean, clearly they actually are setting it up to make sense because of Holden bringing that information, you know, about the, the disappearing ships. So that's yeah. all connected. I just don't know, I know how, yet.
1: but I mean to me, it certainly has has been a frustration for me opening every episode with this kid, Kira, on this planet Kira Kara Kira um,
0: and Kara I, has every
1: been. every episode, I feel like it's a little i i don't know if it's me, but it feels like every episode the the cold open with her is a little longer like. I'm probably crazy, but yeah. it felt like five minutes in the first episode. Then it was six. Then it felt like it felt like almost 15 minutes. It probably wasn't this week. And I'm like, oh, my God, this story is taking so long because the rest of the story is so interesting, but also because I, I just feel like the story with this kid is not really going anywhere. I mean, yes, yeah, the protomolecule, uh, well, where it's going is that it's a setup for the next book, the next season that we're not getting, right? Like every season of the show has been one book. And now it's over, and we're not getting the next one. And so I understand, right? There's no way that's going to be resolved. I don't think. I don't think. By the next well, I,
0: I from my under, from my understanding from what I've read and heard, that's how they're they're going to wrap it up in that little story somehow. Somehow that little story okay. is going to it's get wrapped up. I don't. Know, I, again, I again, I have no frigging clue how they're going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I also haven't read the book, so I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not really sure right. how they're going to do it, what their plan is, how it connects. I'm, I'm you know, I just feel like our main storyline is so good that, I mean, I was it's laughing so, so, good. so often in the episode. I mean, there was some dramatic points in the episode, but I'll tell you what. Um, my, the one time I laughed was um, with the conversation with Bobby and Amos, when Amos tells, and Amos, I love it. I, I, Bobby's reaction surprised me. Amos tells Bobby about how it was Holden disarmed the the nuke, and Bobby just kind of laughs at, laughs it off and is like, eh, whatever. At this point, you know. But then, yeah. Amos, has, you know, Amos talking about get, you know, going back to the brothels, and he's like, "You want to come with me?" And she goes, "With you or with you?" And he's like. Whichever, and I lost it. Yeah, I, I, was like, <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, "Oh my god!" What can I gotta say? I was a little surprised because I felt like Amos and Clarissa were starting a relationship. I thought that was, really? that was where they were kind of going with it, but apparently not.
1: See, I'm not sure that I've really felt that. I mean, I I, I could see why. I mean. I shouldn't say I've never felt it. I could see why we might think it's going there. I kind of feel like in season one, when we saw Amos and Naomi together as good friends, and Naomi was a little bit, Naomi was like Amos's boss and his friend, but also his mentor maybe and was teaching him some things. And I feel like maybe Amos has become that for Peaches, for Clarissa. And he, he's now yeah. in the position that Naomi had in season one. he He's helping her to... Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say kinda, that made. I don't want to say made him a better person because I'm not gonna ever say that that he was a bad person, necessarily, right. In this, Right? Um, but I, I think maybe he's matured into the role. I don't know. What do you think about that? Am I reading into that too much? No, I I can I could agree with
0: that because I definitely I definitely. Um, originally, you know, felt like they're kindred spirits, and that's kind of why he gave her the benefit of the doubt and everything. Um, I don't. know. I just I felt chemistry between the two of them last season. Definitely. So I thought that yeah. was kind of might be where they were going. But I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's in a brothel. He should be with Clarissa You know, apparently that's not the direction they decided to take them. Are just yeah. kind of like <laughs> okay, Clarice, in a way. Clarissa's kind of his new Naomi because him and Naomi were as thick as thieves and so yeah. and, uh, and Naomi lost her, lost her mind along the way and Amos was like ah, I'm good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and he's that so he Clarissa's back speaking yeah. of Naomi and, and like what she does in this episode how do
0: you how did you feel about her reaction to Holden when he told her that he uh, aborted the nuke.
1: Oh, so, I mean, I thought that was, well, that was last week in episode four, right?
0: Well, that was that last week? Oh, never mind then. We already talked about that then. Was I, the last week in I episode don't remember. Four
1: when, 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 when Damn she it, finds out? They all out. blur together.
0: So, yeah, you know what? You're was right. was last in
1: episode four when she finds out, right? In, in That's this right. Week, yeah, you're I mean,
0: right. I. She didn't have a lot of screen time I this mean, week.
1: Well, her screen time was dedicated to something really different. Holden's not had a lot of screen time this week. Like Holden, early in the episode, he goes to, he goes to Christian and Christian tells him, like, what's going on with the Martian rail gun and all that, right? Like, we find out that there's a Martian rail gun on Medina Station. Um, and, and early in the episode, early in the episode, Holden goes to Christian and he says, listen, we have a molecule issue. Like when people go through, right? Holden says, um, by the way, like I made Naomi do all the math for me and I found out that when you go through the ring, some, some ships disappear because the ring is like, the ring entities are angry. We're not really sure, right? Um, yeah. But that's really all of Holden's role in this. This episode belongs to the women. You
0: know what? Holden's role in this was... For me, the absolute best part of the episode, but not because of Holden. Shoray Ag- Kashlu okay. is amazing. Ugh. She oh my God. is phenomenal. Because let me tell you something. We had to pause the episode because Holden is explaining this all to her. And she's like, what do you suggest? And he's like, I think we should share with Naros." And she just snaps, (laughs) turns him. and says, oh, James, you truly are one of a kind. And I lost it. (laughs) I mean, her delivery was amazing. Like, she's not looking at him as he's talking. She's kind of looking off to the side. And as soon as he says that, she snaps her head around, looks at him, and just her delivery, oh, James, you truly (laughs) are one of a kind. (laughs) I I lost (laughs) it. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. I mean, Uh, she. Yep. And the delivery was everything. That line could have been yep. said in oh, so yeah. many different ways, but she, the way she says it to him and yep. it, so matter of fact, it just, oh, it was, for me, uh, that it was, was right she, there, yeah, right. was the absolute highlight of the episode. Even more so than my second favorite moment, which was when drummer and Christian finally come together. I was loving that.
1: Oh my was two favorite characters was
0: a, finally share the scene together.
1: And it was a long time coming, right? like even like it's a long yeah. time coming for six years, but even in this episode it's a long time coming like like it's it's a it's a big setup. like you find out like eventually that Kamina asked Holden to ask Naomi to no, no, Christian asked Holden to ask Naomi to ask Kamina. If they would meet, it, yes. it was very like high school cafeteria in some ways, right? Like, it was. Uh, Karen, I, can I ask you, AJ? Could you send a note to Alyssa to ask
0: Jamie, yeah. to ask Naomi if she likes me?
1: Right? It was very like.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Um, but it was the right way to do it. I think. I think Christian. I mean, Christian knows how to do this shit. Like Christian, and I mean, I know that you watched this little interview we did with, um, with yeah, uh, Shardashloo, but Christian is a very savvy person at this point, And I think that Christian is not going to like, like there was a time when Christian would be like, I'm the secretary general. I'm calling you, I'm calling you on the phone. You better talk to me. But now like years and years later into the show, she's like, whatever the way to do it is like, let me just ask James, ask Naomi to ask Camina if we can meet, right? Like, well, she knows I mean the way the better way.
0: Yes. You know the way she talks to to when she's talking to drummer, and she says to her, she goes, "I don't blame you for not trusting me." She goes, "I wouldn't trust that person I used to be. I'm, you know, I'm not that person anymore. I have, you know." She tells her, "She's like, I made mistakes. I did things I shouldn't have. I've grown, and I realize that that's not the way to do things anymore." And by the way, that little five minute interview you did with Show Ray, I loved watching it. Yeah, because she is so emphatic. <laughs> When she's talking, oh God, she's I just I love everything about her. She's just amazing. Even
1: from <laughs> um, um but, you know, did Jamie leave in the beginning where where she's like, I love your background of your Zoom background? Did you do that part? Yes. In? Yep.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs>
1: like. Yeah. Like everything Sherry Daslu says is just so like, like, out emotional and and really felt and and enthusiastic. Yes. Um. But even
0: before their meeting, their first conversation, when um, when that guy is like, "All right, you're going to be bo- you're going to yeah they're they're bringing they're bringing you know the supplies f- for a series station. And you're going to be boarded and this and and the guy's going on and on and all of a sudden he he just gets cut off, <laughs> and Christian's like, "No problem, you're welcome, you're cleared." And then she, you know, she tries yeah. then, and drummer's like, I have no interest in staying or talking to you or whatever. You know, drummer's just like, "Eh."
1: <laughs> oh, because it's where that guy is like, um, the, the transmission like, you can't come on the station, we're going to board your ship, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and he's like, and then all of a sudden, he's just cut immediately off, and there's Christian coming in on the transmission, which is very much the way she yeah. talks, right? Like, if you were in a meeting in the office, be like whatever just start talking that's kind of how that happened right? it was great and and it was also great that like it it was lost on Kamina it meant nothing to Kamina Kamina's like whatever you cut off like you know Christian comes in and she's like oh you're totally welcome thank you whatever she's like you're welcome on it we will not board your ship your crew is welcome on our station and Kamina's like whatever we're dropping off the food and we're leaving my crew will not be here on your station like Kamina's very much not I mean she's not She's not looking for a friendly overture in this. Um, Yeah. I mean, part of that is she goes through this really, you know, in this episode they play out, I forget the guy's name, the guy who got his arm chopped off in the last episode, right? Yeah. And they're going through all of this, his arm needs to be like regrown or whatever, and he he and Michio are, are, you know, Michio says, I'm going to leave your ship Kamina and I'm going to just stay here and take care of him because I love him and whatever because the doctor's like oh yeah his arm's never growing back sorry but whatever Does all that she's been through this thing with her family but separately like Kamina walks around and everybody on the she's treated like a hero on the ship on the station right yeah. she's allowed to cut that part where she's allowed to cut the line was, was great right where she's in line and they're like are you Kamina drummer and you think they're going to be like arresting her And they're like, oh, you're free to cut the line. And she's like, hell no, I'm just a regular, like, person. And even, like, you could see how she was really uncomfortable being a...
0: Yeah, she didn't like doing that.
1: Right? And that's exactly the kind of thing that Marco would suck up big time.
0: Oh, yeah. Marco wouldn't even sit in line in the first place. Marco just would have walked through. Been like, do you know who I am? Yeah. No, I, you Mm -hmm. know, it was heartbreaking watching, watching drama the entire episode because she... You know, especially when she was talking to Naomi, she's literally lost her entire family. Some of them, some of them defected and stayed, and and stayed with Marco. Others, you know, died, and you know, and then the last two are now staying on Sirius Station. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really. So lost ever. She's lost. She's lost her entire family. And there's a terrible, terrible. You know, when, when Naomi. And Naomi was a jerk, I think, in this, Like, I know that, I know that Christian asked Naomi to ask Naomi to ask her. It was so – Naomi ambushed her. Like, and there's that part where drummer, oh, says, like, drummer says, like, you know me well enough to know that if I didn't answer, I didn't want you to come here. And Naomi went there anyway, right? That was such a – it was awkward and painful, right? Like, yeah. Naomi was like – also, there's a, there's a whole thing in the past where where they were. I mean, were they in love? I mean, they didn't. They weren't like a couple, but they were in the OPA and they, they had this sort
0: of. <laughs> they were very close.
1: Yes, they were very close. They had this sort of same kind of love family thing that drummer had with her crew that the OPA has, right? Like Naomi was, and yeah. I think Kamini felt for a long time betrayed by. But like right by Naomi, like that's yeah. an ongoing thing with them. Um, and I think well, they used to, you know. Right.
0: I was just going to say, when they were on, um, when she was still with Fred Johnson, and the first time her and Naomi connected during that, she was, you know, Camina was very dismissive of Naomi that whole time. It wasn't until Naomi got hurt, and she was recovering. Uh, was was that, were they on Siri Station together when she was? I don't remember what season that was. When um when Ashford first came into the picture, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and they they were you know we started the season where where everybody was separated. Like Holden was over here, and Naomi was um with Drummer, and mm-hmm. they were pretty close then. Like they had overcome, you know, they had kind of worked through whatever their problems were before you know, and they were pretty tight again. And this is really the first time they've really seen each other since.
1: It's really, um, it's really kind of painful to watch her, um, especially, I mean, to me the, the greatest line of that whole encounter with Naomi was when at the end of it Kamina says, you know, I've been through so much. I, I've done this, I've done that. And she says, this universe has no place for me. And I, I mean, she doesn't say it like I said it, because I don't, I'm not actually, like this, you know, it's so, yeah. I, I, it's so painful, and I get it. Like, I can see how Kamina feels like that, how drummer feels like that. Like, she's lost everything, as you said. She's lost every person she loves. Um, Kamina's so dedicated to the Belters and to her people, and she's kind of lost that also. Like, not that they are lost, but, like, just like there's no way she she she's an outcast. She's not really even like her pirate crew. She's lost everything. It's just yeah. It was so 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 sad yeah. to yeah. to see her like that. And then you know in that scene at the end. Yeah, go ahead. I what going you gonna gonna, say about that?
0: Um, you know, with with all the with all the drummer we've got we got in this episode. All I kept thinking is, why did it take to episode five to get this much drummer?
1: (laughs) I mean, right? Incredible character. I mean, six,
0: I mean, I I would have loved to have seen, I mean, it's a shame that they only gave him six episodes. I wish they'd gotten a full Mm -hmm. season because I feel like this, the story arc for drummer drawn out just would have made it that much better. You know, to see her amass, you know, like last week, she makes her statement this week she's got eight ships with her. You know, I would have loved to have seen yep. those ships yeah. joining her. You know, I would have loved to have seen the progression of it. You know, um and, and it was funny, I was talking to Artie about this after we watched the episode and I found out why there are only six episodes. Um oh, well, I think each I episode it one point two million dollars an episode.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 That's, That's what I read. Why we only got six. one point, <laughs> I read it was costing over a million dollars an episode, and not. I mean, not. Yeah. It, it's the CGI. It's not just the It's not just the crew and the actors and whatever, which are getting paid good money, but it's the special effects, which are um, really, the, really good. Amazing. They're so. It is good. one of the. It's, it's,
0: it is one of the best shows out there visually, like for oh, for fantastic. any streaming show out there. I I can't think of any. I mean, even Star Trek. Doesn't look that visually stunning. I mean, nope. every aspect like, okay, of the show looks great.
1: So the space scenes are like any kind of a space battle or a space fight or people space walking are incredible. But I also think the scenes, like the scenes inside Sirius Station, are amazing, right? Like in that scene oh, yeah, where, absolutely. where Christian and Kamina are meeting at the end. I mean, it looks like you're on a space station with all those people. It's incredible, and And I was definitely distracted by the amazing dialogue that they put in those two women's mouths. Um, You know, uh, there are some incredible lines, not just at the end, but like when, when Kamina says like, when the last shot is fired, will you bleed for us? Is that what she says? Um, When the last shot is fired, will you remember us? She says, when the last shot is fired, will you remember us? Will you remember the Belters who bled for your victory? She says. And, and, then Christian's like, all I can do is promise. Um, I mean, but behind them, when that's going on, is this amazing space station with all these people standing behind, this incredible crowd scene, and mm-hmm. you don't really see it because they're, you're so distracted by the dialogue, but it's, it's... All of the space station scenes are incredible. It's so... So, yeah, they can't afford to pay for it, and I don't really want this show to be picked up by another network or another place because... No. I don't know that I want to watch. I don't this show if The money's not there, right?
0: I don't either. No, I, I agree. Pick up the books just... if
1: you want more story. Pick up the books.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, I'll tell you the what. Because money. of like through this whole thing, I you know I mean sometimes I watch a show. I mean Game of Thrones is a perfect example. I watched season one of Game of Thrones and I picked up the novels because I I realized there was so much more to this story, and I've I've actually since the expanse started, I've been going back and forth, you know, if I'm ever going to read the books and i have been kind of like, Hey, eh, you know what? I just, I, I know the show, you know, I know it's pretty close, but the show is so different. And it's just so amazing. You know, I'm going to start reading the books and I'm going to be like, well, that's not how this was supposed to happen. Cause that's not how they did it on the TV sh- you know? Um, mm-hmm. But this episode is the first time I've really been like, I'm going to, I need more. I, I, you know, and I know, and it's funny though because some of my favorite aspects of the TV show aren't even in the books like drummer is yeah. an amalgam of, of, a, of a couple characters in the book so mm-hmm. um yeah you know so but at the same time i'm kind of like you know i'm kind of interested knowing that it's you know this is it i'm kind of interested to know what yeah. happens next and what happens well, after so there's a lot more so
1: I, and so so, yeah,
0: so i definitely considered, for the first time, I'm really considering picking up the books when the show's over.
1: Yeah. So one thing we didn't talk about, and we have to talk about, because I, I, I can't, I, I just, the women characters, the female characters in the show are amazing. And we didn't talk about the Kathleen Robertson character, Rosenfeld, I just and say. Marco. Right, because we hate Marco, and he's so fucking annoying and horrible, but... Philip had a really kind of significant storyline in this episode also, which oh is incredible God, there was, was even cool. time for this. Philip had, had a really kind of important thing going on, right? I mean, you can still hate him, but there was this thing happened where, mm-hmm. where you know, he, he's friends with this guy, uh, the guy he made friends with last week, um, whose brother is missing, and what all is up with that, right? And Philip actually, like... Is a friend to that guy, um, uh, which you know. I, I think in the early part of the episode, earlier, like Rosenfeld was like, "Look, Marco, look at this great tape of your, look at the video of your son being like, Mister, like, woo, I love the, I love the insurgents." But in then, like, then you find out that Philip has actually taken the step on behalf of his brother, which is like, like, what? That's not Philip. Like, Philip is really changing, I think. Um, See, sort of. Sort of. Yes and no. Yes and no. Right? What do you
0: think about that? I Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying, and I agree. And I feel like I say I say this every week. Philip cannot be redeemed. However, every time you think he's, cut, he's turned that corner, and he does something really nice like that, like, that was great that he went to him and said, hey, I'm sorry, but your brother's dead. And then we get the confession that, He's one of the people that set the bombs and Marco promised him that nobody was going to get hurt.
1: Horrible.
0: You know, no belters, no belters were harmed in the making no harm, no belters were harmed in the making of this explosion. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: Except every belter who lived there.
0: Yeah. And, and, but you know, and, but every week with Philip, you think he's got this, he, he sees who his father is. He realizes this is wrong. And and then he you know like last week he makes that big speech and it's like you know and then this week you know we haven't seen the tide of it yet but I I feel like Philip is probably going to be instrumental in the downfall of Marco. Yeah. But it's like I can't I can't. It's trust, the only I, way I he just, could be
1: redeemed. It's he's not that he the can worst be redeemed, though. He it's is, the only way he can. Yeah.
0: He, he's no the worst. he is so wishy-washy yeah. and you
1: he know actually, and I gotta so say, he's like feeling like I was going to say you know, he's feeling friendly with this guy and he's like, oh let me send a subsafe message and find out what's with your brother because I'm a good guy right, yeah. like Philip is really feeling something, but only two episodes ago he shot his best friend for no reason like he was, yeah. he was angry and drunk and he killed his best friend right and so now he's got a friend, and he and shot. He's like, oh, I feel really bad. And he and, shot
0: at his mother. Oh, don't forget, he shot at his mother.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. and so he's feeling very like. I feel he's sort of emotional. Like this guy was like, oh, my brother. You know, we, we also learned last week how this guy's relationship with his brother, and then it turns out like he's like, oh, I set the bombs that killed my brother, and and Philip is definitely. I mean, Philip is definitely moved by the death of these people, but. I'm not sure that Philip is moved by the deaths of people. Philip, Philip is moved by the deaths of people who express their allegiance to Marco, right? He cares about well, people who it, died on Sirius Station. He doesn't really seem that guilty of who died on Earth, he helped blow up also, right?
0: No. Nah. Yeah, no. It's like, it's like Philip knows what's right, but he keeps getting manipulated. I, like I, I don't, know, you know, like that, you know, like when he he was like, you can't just abandon these people on series Station. He's like, you made them a promise, and then Marco, you know, lets them in on the little secret, and Philip's kind of like, oh, you know, like realizes his father's brilliance, but at the same time, like, but there are people. But then five minutes later, he's like, yeah, Rob, Marco, Marco, so, Yeah, Philip is just. Well, I think. I, I, yeah. I mean, I won't miss Philip.
1: I mean, so Marco's brilliance, I mean, Marco is not brilliant. He's charismatic, right? Like, so Marco's thing, I think, is that he's got this amazing charisma that he's able to let people, make people follow him. He's a great person at standing up on a, I mean, he's not like other politicians in this country that we have seen recently that can stand up and get a crowd going and get them to go with you based on rhetoric and not much else, right? And so, Philip, yeah. Marco is able to be like, woo-hoo, Belter has come behind me. I'm, I'm, you know, but there's not, there's no there. That, uh, meanwhile, he'll turn, he'll let you guys starve to death or blow up or whatever because it suits his political position. Right. And so, Philip, I think, sees the way this is not.
0: Oh, he absolutely does.
1: I mean, but he doesn't really, oh, I'm not sure that he really, I mean, he can't be redeemed. He's not a good enough person. I'm not sure he sees, he, he shot his best friend and we saw remorse for five minutes. Now, granted, it's only a six-episode season, whatever, but soup is not a very, yeah, uh, yeah. he's not sympathetic. He's only, he's only sympathetic vis-a-vis his horrible father, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the only the only sympathy you can really find for, for Philip, and you really got to look for it. Is the fact that he hasn't had a, an easy life? I mean, when you have a, parent, a father like Marco, you know, he be- you know he believes Naomi abandoned him and everything. And in a sense, she did, because she left him behind with Marco and everything. You know, okay. like, I mean, the kid has had a traumatized life through and through. Yeah. So you you can kind of understand and you can be sympathetic. You know, he's a, he's a product of his surroundings and, and, you know, right. his upbringing, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so you kind of get it, but at the same time, you know, at some point in your life, you know, you're, you're a grown ass adult. you got to just deal with your, you know, shitty childhood and move on and do the right thing. And I, uh, Right. Every time he shows flashes, he shows flashes of it, but he just falls right back. Um, you know, and, and oh, not for and nothing to be perfectly honest with you, that that's you know the making of a great character. The fact that we feel this way and can talk so much about Philip in this manner just shows what a great character he actually is. <laughs> you know, as much yeah. as we that. hate how he acts half the time, it, it just it's just the sign of a great character. I will say this though. Yeah, I didn't even think about it until we were talking about it. Marco has got like five minutes in this episode, which is probably why it was such a great episode. Um, but that brings me to well, Rosenfeld. Yeah. She is the truth. Oh, yeah. She is the. She is. You know, you want to talk about a female hour of television. She's now she's manipulating Marco now. She's playing on his ego to get what she wants. You know, she's doing she's leading the correct way. Like last week she spared those guys and Marco's like, why'd you spare them? And she's like, Oh, because now you look sympathetic. Now, you know, you're not just a pirate. You're, you know, you're merciful and they respect you even more now. And he's like, Oh, I'm so glad that I didn't kill those guys. You know, thank you for, you know, acknowledging yeah, life, but you know, you know what? And then this week, I think when she shows yeah. that she, hold on one second. She shows that video to him of, of Philip from last week, and she's like, I want to show mm-hmm. you something. And he sees that, and he gets all proud and everything. Oh, my, my boy, you know. And he completely forgets about the conversation, and he basically tells her, yeah, go do whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> she basically was like, look what a great father you are. And he's like, I'm the best. And then she can, yeah. She's, um, <laughs> she's great. I feel like she's not just a really good manipulator. Like, she's so good at min- manipulating him. Um, she sees his weaknesses and his the opportunities in there, but she's also an actual good military strategist. Like, yes. she... Oh,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Has all the
1: good ideas here, right? Um, yes. She knows how... I mean, she really should be leading this insurgency, right, or whatever it is. Are they insurgents? Are they rebels? Whatever they are. She should be and frankly, she maybe technically is leading everything right now.
0: Well, sometimes Marco it's so better to be. The deep end. Sometimes it's better to be the right hand man, or woman, than it is to be the leader. You know. Right. Because I don't, a, I don't know that people follow her. If if she's the lead figure, if she's the figurehead, I don't know how many people actually follow her based on her strategic brilliance because she doesn't have that charisma that Marco right. has.
1: It's the charisma because I think so sometimes you know, in better some to movies... It's
0: be, better to be behind the curtain yeah. sometimes.
1: Right, behind the curtain or like the power behind the throne, they might call her in some films or whatever. She's actually the brains kind of... Not the brains. I mean, I, I don't want to say that Philip is like not Philip, but that Marco is, he's not an inept strategist. He has led his army. to no, the, not at all. Navy to this point, he's good, but, but she's, I mean, she's amazing. I, she, I almost,
0: she's I almost
1: regret that she was introduced this season. Like I, I, stand that. Yeah. She, where was like she before? I, I want to see more of her. Well, I guess there was no point for her because like Marco didn't have his whole army till now, but. She's an amazing I just cannot believe that two men, look, I don't want to say that men can't write women characters because it happens all the time. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to diminish this, but two men wrote these books, two men and a male executive producer like show run this thing. And like they have written some really such amazing, incredibly strong, fantastic women characters um, who I love, and I, I mean, I notice that they're women because I'm a woman, but I think that I think in general, I don't you wouldn't even notice they're women because they're just great, they're not great women, they're just great characters, right? Great,
0: great people, yeah.
1: I mean, yes, in some cases, like it matters, like Naomi being a mother is a big part of her role, and I think like Clarissa now and 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 Julie being dot like sometimes it 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 plays in but in <laughs> general they're just yeah. great characters it doesn't you know yeah. um uh and yet for all as post post gender or post sexual or post whatever like the future is um these women still see disadvantages and I, I just like i just love the way these this season belongs to the women i think like James Okay, James, like, the main male characters are James Holden and Amos. Um, yeah, and,
0: and they Marco. have
1: been, and Marco. Okay, so Marco's been a huge character for a long time, who we hate. But he's, like, the women own these last couple episodes. And they deserve it. Yeah. These are incredible characters. I, I just love that, that meaning between. First of all, uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned, I loved how much when Christian is, like, walking to meet Kamina, and you hear the, like, security guy say, Archangel is on the move. And I was like, woo, her name is Archangel. Yeah. That's so awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did catch that. And their
1: meeting was, um, their meeting was yeah. Um, so, by the way, I have a good friend that I, I went out to play trivia tonight, and a good friend of mine said, oh, Karen, I want to talk to you about that. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so good to eat. She's only seen to episode four. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, I can't speak to you. I cannot talk to you right now about the expanse. <laughs> you got to watch it and then get up with me. I'm sorry, yeah. episode four. Sorry, I can't even think back to then, which was an amazing episode also.
0: Yeah, I yeah, mean, I'm throughout, through our I entire, have... throughout our entire, our, you know, these six years of um, the expanse, I can't I just remember having a conversation on this podcast where like, oh, this was such a bad episode tonight. Never once did those words even come close. There might have been aspects or parts that we didn't like, but never once How I, I you know, I can't remember the last time I have loved a show from beginning to end this much. You know, I can't say that about Game of Thrones. Clearly not the one hundred. I just had to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, it's you know, even even uh, lost I mean, as much as I love Lost through and through, I mean, there were times that we were like, "What that? I mean, I mean, Lost has Stranger in a Strange Land, so there you go. That just sealed yep. the deal there, yep. you know?
1: Lost, lost has Eggtown. Yep. Yep. Oh,
0: I, egg um, I think you're uh, right. Eggtown. <laughs> I forgot yep. about Eggtown.
1: I mean, the other thing that's amazing that you expand, <laughs> so, I mean, I agree with you. It's been incredible. I've never, I don't know if I've seen a bad episode. And let's remember that this is across two networks. This is on Sci-Fi Network for the yeah. first three years, four years, three years.
0: Yep. Um, yep. It's three and three.
1: And they bought it from a studio, I guess. I, I don't think that was wholly owned by, I think it was a studio production. I don't know that, sci- whatever. I, honestly, I do not. Like, I think a it was, smaller I think budget since it was a fire so well
0: owned it, I think.
1: A fire, yeah. Well, it was still so well done on clearly a smaller budget. And remember how we always yeah. talked about how the special effects and the way they shot it. I mean, it mostly took place. I mean, I remember how the first couple of years were always in space. And when they first went down to the ground in mm-hmm. episode four, not to the ground, but, you know, they weren't they were on a planet, how that changed so much. But, I mean – this has been the highest of quality across two networks and, and coming from yeah. sci-fi bought it. And then, I mean, it's been really, um, uh, well, I, I think part of the reason behind thing. that is, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. know, cause the same, it's not like, it's not, it's not like when it went to Amazon that different people were doing it. It's always been the same people. It's just their budget yeah. got better. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. And the, um, you know, I, I think that the, the creators, the, the, the two guys who wrote the novels, um, have been involved pretty closely, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, they
0: have. They're,
1: and, I'm pretty and sure they are executive
0: producers of, on it.
1: They are. I have a little interview with them that will probably be – I don't, will I post the videos. We have some interview with them this week. Um, but they've been really involved. They didn't like – you know, they weren't – so I don't wanna criticize I'm not gonna criticize other authors who sold their shows and did whatever we've got. We know who we're talking about, the shows that we watch, we're talking about at least two writers who, you know, let their shows go to television and then didn't have as much control. But these guys have been very closely involved, which might be part of it. Um, and all props to them for for making amazing, I mean, their source material incredible. I, I I do want to watch, read these books. There's three more books after well, look, we have one more episode to go. And yeah, yeah There's 10, there's, there's
0: currently nine available, and the the tenth book is coming out. I think in July, sometime this year. Sometimes I think
1: this I think one of them only a novella. Novella, maybe. Well, no, there's but there's, I've read none of them there's so. nine
0: there's nine novels, and then there's a couple of short short stories.
1: And they spend much more time than the show we've watched, and yes. I. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm all for reading. If, if their books have characters like this, I'm all in. Yeah. As soon as I read, well, like, I do have characters, like this. Myself, but, <laughs> well, characters, characters like this. They are characters like this. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I. I. Anyway, um, I mean, so I think the episode is a little bit. I don't want to say it's overshadowed. I mean. What a fantastic ending for the episode when our two favorite characters, our two favorite, two great characters. And, of course, you read in the interview how how Soria Dashley was like, yeah I've, yeah, I've been able to see, like, they had never acted together. They've been waiting. I've been waiting to see these two together forever. They're amazing characters, right? Like You know what, you know. what's actually wow. really funny?
0: Mm-hmm. This is such a great ensemble cast and everything. And it wasn't actually until I saw Christian and uh, Drummer on screen together, like, when they were talking when she was on the ship when she was first getting to the station. That's when I realized, oh, my God, they have never actually been in a scene together. I mean, they've never really had a reason to be up to now. But, like, it was that moment that I realized, oh, my God, through through six years, and these two have never shared the screen together. This is literally the first time. And every you know, and pretty so, much our main cast has shared the screen with each other at least once, and, and these and these two had never until now. That's pretty amazing. So I
1: think I feel the same way. Like when it became clear they were going to meet, I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! They're going to be together, and like I realized they'd never <laughs> not only not together in a physical space, but they'd never even communicated over the comms, right? They'd never even video right at each exactly other or whatever they do, right? Yeah, like they had no um, because Kamina was always like OPA or a pirate. Um, I I, mean, right. I really do love how the pirates. I mean, I feel like on this show, like the pirates, which she's one of, they've never really been like bad guys. Like the pirates have always been just sort of another sort of bunch of people and economic they're, force wa- working around the, the galaxy. Right? Yeah. And and they have rights, right? They're not real they call themselves pirates, but I guess you're right, they're a scavenge crew. They have rights when they when they find a, a vessel that they can scavenge they, mm-hmm. they have rights to it. Um but they're sort of like outsider people. Um and I mean to see them become like a, a force in the in the war is amazing. And to see like I mean yeah it was great i love seeing I love seeing yeah. Christian do it. yeah, it come to her to bring herself for Christian to bring herself down a little bit to i mean maybe not down maybe like three, four or five seasons ago for Christian, that would have been bringing herself down to talk to this person, right But now Christian is like, whatever I can do to stop this war is fine. Yeah, it was great. It was this is probably the best episode of the whole you're right. We're going on and on that's, about it for no real reason yeah. other than we love it so much, right? Like we're done saying everything <laughs> except, Wow, this is great. Yep. One more to go. One more to go.
0: I know. Um
1: we it's so we didn't sad. really talk about the big risk out there. so this big thing that happened out there was that there are now some rail guns on Medina Station. Oh, yeah. Medina Station is, right? That was some crazy shit, right? Like, that's Marco somehow. I forgot about that. It really kind of doesn't say much about the authorities in the galaxy that Marco was able to, like, mount a bunch of rail guns on Medina Station and nobody even noticed until right now. Like, I guess his entire war was a deflection. His entire war was a distraction. Somebody watched that he was putting... His real goal is to control the ring, I guess, right yeah which actually and you know is what's kind ironic of smarter than give him credit, yeah, yeah, what's ironic
0: yes, yeah, I think the the most ironic thing about this whole thing is now, granted, there's clearly something going on with disappearing ships, but you know you think back to when the rings were first introduced and it created all this hope, you know, for people to go through the rings and go to other planets. And, you know, it should have – what it should have done was been an opportunity to stop all the fighting between the Earthers and the Martians and and the belt. You know, it should have been an opportunity for everybody to do their own thing, you know, and, and wow. with all these new resources and and everything – it just made it worse because everybody wanted to control the rings.
1: <laughs> it did. You know, I never really thought of it like this, but it, I guess it became a little bit like when Europeans started coming to North America and it should have been an opportunity mm-hmm. for people to come yeah. in how they wanted to. And instead it became an opportunity to extract resources and increase the yeah. wealth of people back in Europe. Right.
0: Who are already rich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, story of our lives.
1: Yeah. Yep. All I guess right. not what's well,
0: what what year what what year does the expanse take place in?
1: What? Not much is what? Not much has changed. Nothing the what, more things change well, yeah, the more I
0: was the just same. Say, yeah well, the yeah, I was I was gonna say, what year does the expanse take place in? Oh like
1: twenty twenty six. You know. Twenty sixth sixty whatever, 20, 26th century, twenty fifth, I don't know. Very far away, All right. yeah. So
0: so so we'll 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 call it You know, no, yeah. We're in, you know, so 600 years from now, according to the expanse, nothing's
1: changed. (laughs) Nothing's changed, yeah. The rich
0: keep getting richer, the rich keep getting richer, and the poor keep getting poorer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, right? You sound like a belter, AJ, right now.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I kind of am.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I'm so sad that next week is the last week. I'm so excited to see it. I'm so sad that's going to be the end yeah, of it. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and, you know, there's no, like, calling out to a network to make this happen. It's not going to happen. So we'll enjoy yeah, it. No. We'll talk about it next week.
0: I mean, I, you All know, right, I, so, at least, if nothing else, we got these three extra seasons, and it didn't end on such oh, a sour no. note. Like, at the end, you know, season three ended, and then it was like, oh, by the way, it's not coming oh. back, and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So at least they got to yeah. go out. Yeah, huh? At least they got to go out on their own terms. That's always, you know, reassuring. Yeah. Makes you feel yeah. a little Can't better about the quite, end yeah. of it. Yep. So, sure all, right. Is, yeah. all right. We will do this again next week. And I know Karen's not going to be super thrilled about this, but... But in a couple, um, on the, well, the 20, all right, well I, she's excited about this. The 25th, we have Snowpiercer returning. And on the 26th, Resident, a, Resident Alien returns.
1: All right.
0: With a lot of, like, <laughs> I know Terry's not as excited about kid. Resident Alien.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll watch and, it because it'll be on my television. Week,
0: yes. And next week we are adding in the 4,400 back to the podcast because that'll be on next Monday. Okay. Yay.
1: Um oh and so by the way, AJ, I continue to watch um station eleven. I don't know if you, you guys I know it's not your thing. Um, but you know, the futuristic show about the killer flu, whatever, I'm still watching it. It's oh yeah, you so were talking good. about that last week, yeah. It's very, very well, good. Like it, um
0: If you like it that much, maybe but, I'll check it out when I when I run out of things. Well,
1: it's good, but it's good in the manner of prestige television, right? It's not good at, like, the way these fans are good. I'm like, oh, my God, this story is so incredible. I'm a, like, Station Eleven has a lot to say about stuff, and it's slower, and it, it's really, really good. But it, it's, um, I mean, you surely get caught into it in the first couple episodes, but Station Eleven is a different kind of a, being based on a Times bestseller for a couple years, it's, um, and what's it on? It's a deeper, it's on a Fuel Max, and it's a little bit of a right. um, slower. It's very good. I recommend it.
0: All right, we'll check it out at some point then. Give it a shot. All right, well. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the thank rest you. of your week, Karen.
1: You too, AJ. And that is a, we'll that is a wrap week.
0: for us for tonight. Thank you. All right, uh, good night world for listening to us. Good night.
1: Bye.